Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sounds Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched The Mist. The Mist is a 2007 science fiction horror film based on the 1980 novella of the same name by Stephen King. When a thick fog descends upon a rural community and claims the lives of anyone unfortunate enough to be caught outside, a small band of survivors seek refuge in a local grocery store. Now trapped in a darkening cloud of pure horror, the frightened denizens of the town are forced to fend off an advancing horde of murderous monsters. Let's just sink our teeth straight in, boys. Thomas Jane. Tom Jane. I'm baffled that after the enormous disaster of Dreamcatcher, <laughs> that, that only a few years later he's starring again in a Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. That baffles me completely. I, I, I think the difference here is it's a Stephen King adaptation directed by Frank Darabont. Yes, I was going to say That would have been, thing. if I'm Thomas Jane, I'm never doing Stephen mm. King again unless I'm doing it for the guy who did Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Darabont himself, he baffles me as well. Mm-hmm. Shawshank is like... for. A lot of people, one of the greatest films of all time. The guy's only directed like four or five feature films. Wow. Yeah, it's actually bizarre. Wild. Like he did Shawshank, Green Mile, and then I think he did the Jim Carrey one, The Majestic. Yep. And then he's got The Mist, and there might be one more in there. And other than that, then he like, I think he was the showrunner of The Walking he Dead was. originally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which a lot of the char- a lot of the actors from this are actually in The yeah. Walking Dead. I did notice that as well. I'm like, I've only watched like a season and a half of The Walking Dead. I don't understand yeah. why that show won't die. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it has. I think it has, hasn't it? It's one of the most infuriating shows. Every season it's like, we're going to kill off a really exciting and important character. It's like, you're going to kill off someone you introduced three episodes ago. Mm-hmm. That's how you work. Thomas Jane was supposed to play Rick Grimes. Oh, really? Whoa. He was Frank Darabont's first choice. And it, I don't know why it didn't happen, yeah. but yeah. So that would have been another person from The Mist. It just would have been The Mist in The Walking Dead. <laughs> the Walking Mist Dead. Yeah. On, on, on Thomas Jane, not only is his choice baffling to make another Stephen King film, mm. but I think watching his body of work, his choices just across single movies are baffling. There are times when he is acting and you're like, you're really good. You're really selling it. And then there are times, and it is particularly noticeable in this movie, where he just puts on a Christian Bale Batman voice. <laughs> I don't know why. It doesn't happen all the time. He just, he's, he's like consistent ability to act just fluctuates 
wildly across mm-hmm. his career. It happens in Dreamcatcher. There's a point about halfway through Dreamcatcher where it just seems like from that point on, he's just phoning it in. He gives out. I don't know yeah. what happens. I don't know what happens. <laughs> yeah, Tom, I saw, I think it was your letterbox review. We talked about he doesn't have consistency within a movie with his yeah. acting. And I think you actually nailed it in your review. You said it's because most movies aren't shot in sequence. So he just doesn't actually maybe have the concentration to stay with it for the whole thing. And maybe he doesn't have like strong enough direction. Someone being like, whoa, whoa, TJ, you are not consistent here. Yeah. Like someone needs to rein him in because at his best, he's a powerful weapon of an actor. Um, yeah. But we don't get his best for long enough at all. Like five minute no, bursts at yeah. most. I, there's, there was one point where I'm like, oh, that's TJ at his best. And that was after Shermanator got killed <laughs> yeah. uh, through the roller door. Um, and I, I R.I.P. Shermanator. R.I.P. Yeah. Shermanator. And then, yeah, TJ's reaction is to first get angry at fucking douchebags. Yep. And then in a, sec- a second later, he's like shaking and breaking down and freaking out. And I just thought that was such a great transition of like, Yep, immediate anger because really that's just marking the fa- masking the fact that he's terrified and he immediately breaks down. Like I thought it was a beautiful little sequence, but then you're right. A second later, he's growling at someone again. The growling, the like he'll just be like he'll be talking normally. He's like, oh, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna get out of here? And then like something happens, he's like, we gotta go to the mist. It's like, whoa, all right, all right, Slipknot Jane. Let's. <laughs> that's good. Can we take a minute to just. Um- Praise just just the joy of seeing Captain Raymond Holt on the big screen. Oh man, oh, always man. Pleasure. He yeah. is so fucking great, and also a real dipshit character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking idiot for a man who should be like you know he's an educated lawyer. Yeah, and he's just oh my god, man. I love it. I when when he's I think he's got a chainsaw, does he in the first scene, mm-hmm. and he's just yep. swearing. Yeah. So it's like off screen, you just hear someone go, you motherfucker. And you're like, oh, who's this? And then, oh my God, it's fucking Raymond Holt. Holt. This is great. <laughs> and his weekender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and wh- while we're talking actors, can we also talk about the other TJ in this film, which is Toby Jones? Oh, um, he's great. He's a jet, mate. He's yeah. so good. I was ready. So I, I'd been on Letterboxd prior to, to watching this to look it up. I think just what the general rating was or something like that. Saw Toby Jones was in it. Thought, oh, okay. He's going to be a villain of some kind because he's Toby Jones. He can <laughs> yeah. pull a villain. He's the king of our hearts. Mm. He's the friggin' king of our hearts. He's sweet as cherry pie. I love him. Like he has, he has the best arc in this movie for very obvious reasons that we'll get into in a little bit. But yeah, I I was I was in love with Toby Jones in this movie. He has the best moment in the film too, which is a complete and utter spoiler. If you haven't seen the film, go watch it now. <laughs> uh, when he shoots Marsha Gay Harden in the head. I was oh. like, fuck, man, give him an Oscar. Yeah. Can can we talk about while we're giving out Oscars? Yeah. Can we give one to Marsha Gay Harden herself? Because she is so fucking good in this movie mm. that the minute you meet her, you want her to die. Yes. Yes. Yes, she is. She nails this. Yeah. She is just it's just the little things. That scene where she's in the toilet by herself mm. praying and like losing her shit and being like, yeah, yeah. they can't all be sinners. The way she plays this like woman descending into like further madness of god but so justified in all of her like yes she's so so good and the most dangerous thing in the movie for sure Fuck outside she is terrified uh, yes and then like that toilet scene is even so great because she's so such a zealot and she's so sort of passionate and at the start we don't know she's kneeling over a toilet praying like at the start we just get a close-up of her face we see a bit of the side of the cubicle but it's not obvious it's a cubicle and it's not until the other character enters the girl, that we go, oh, she's in a fucking toilet cubicle. Like, this woman's <laughs> nuts. Like, it's so well done. But, yeah, she is the worst in 
which makes her also the best because, yeah, she plays this so well. And on her character, I also did want to say that, like, uh, fuck Stephen King's loves a religious zealot in his books. Oh, yeah. Because I've, I've seen this character before, maybe not even female version, but uh, and he, but he does it very well where you just, like, despise them to their core. I, I think she might be my most hated cinema character ever. Like, Whoa. I hated her that much. Like, You're an she, award, mate. She has... It. She has, like, she nails the essence of... Someone I would compare her to is Umbridge from the Harry Potter series. Yeah, good call. She is just, like, the most fucking awful person ever. Mm. But you can, like, I can very clearly see with her why she thinks that she's the hero in her story. Yeah, exactly I just, oh, I can't stand her. Mm. And I actually, one thing that annoyed me about the film is that it didn't do anything to try and disprove what she's saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Even there's that scene where one of the little creatures lands in front of her, and we don't know, like, it could have, like, not bitten her for any reason. It might not have liked the way she smelled yeah. or anything like that, you know what I mean? But it just reinforces her beliefs. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Yeah. She's so... Oh. Yeah, yeah. Also, I wanted her to get, like, ripped in half by a monster. Yeah. <laughs> she's the kind of movie character that deserves, like, the biggest, most, like, extravagant death ever in this kind of film. But then her death was very good because of the, t- oh, was great. the TJ2 yeah. factor. Uh, yeah. Toby Jones, that was friggin' brilliant. Oh, he's TJ1. He's really. TJ1. In my heart, he's TJ1. <laughs> TJ1 and TJ2. <laughs> on the call sheet. <laughs> well, on just, just on her character, I think you've nailed it with the fact that you, you can see why she's the hero of her story. Like, there's just enough empathy for you to hate her. If she was just a big dick-swinging villain who just wanted power for power's sake, I think I'd actually hate her less, even though she would yep. still cause as much damage. Yeah. But the, it's the fact that she is so f- certain she's right, and also that this story doesn't, like you say, contradict her ever. Yeah. That, yeah, there's there's an extra level there. like, And it is this this empathy that's leaking through, and you're almost angry at that as well. Like, I don't want to empathize with this horrible person, you know? Yeah, and the, the film doesn't contradict her to the extent that there's even- Have you seen that- uh, the fan theory because one of her last bits before she gets shot is we have mm. to we have to sacrifice the boy take the boy and take the woman as well yeah and the fans have looked at it and gone well the actual incident ends as soon as TJ two kills the boy and kills the woman oh. in the car as soon as that happens it's over yeah <laughs> so everyone's yeah. kind of like hey she was right again and I'm like no god damn it uh, it's it's I I do like that she's just like she's this force it'd be so easy to either like you said Damo have her be this dick swinging villain mm. but to have her be like believable enough that that there's that great there's that great line that I think either uh, TJ2 says or one of the old blokes says where he's like mm. no it's 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 TJ2 Tom Thomas Jane says it he's like tonight she's got four tomorrow she'll have eight mm. yep do we really want to wait for the next day? That's great. By midday the next day where she's got 16 and they're deciding whose blood needs to be spilled? Yeah. Like, just right. perfect. The way just so yes. slowly she starts to erode at people's, like, will. Yeah. Mm, mm. That she is a greater threat than the mist. And that's so yeah. good. And here's what I love about this this whole movie. The thing that I was I was enjoying this movie for literally 90% of it. I can, you can guess which 10% I didn't like, which we'll, we'll get into. But for now... The the premise of this film is fucking awesome. Like the fact that it's contained within a supermarket where you've got a wide variety of people, you've got this religious seal, you've got all these other characters in there, you've got um, the Weekender with uh, Captain Holt is so good because it's literally just like, hey, there's this apocalyptic scenario taking place. Let's get a microcosm of the entire society yep. and show how it would play out in small scale, but it would obviously you could um, extend that to the bigger scale. And I love it. And then I also love TJ1's comment 
on that where he basically sums up and he says, as a species, we're fundamentally insane. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that's that's it. Yep. That is like, if this, this movie has a theme, that's probably yeah. it. It's not the monsters. It's about the yep, people yep. and how insane we get. You know what I thought was quite clever about it too is that it kind of presents Captain Ray Holt as... The, the guy that's going to bring people around him and, and mm. cause, like, dissent amongst the group. Yes. And it yeah. shows Marsha Gay Harden's character. And I think someone even says, oh, if you're, if you're new to town, she's kind of the town crazy. So we right. kind of don't... We don't fear her. We don't really expect anything from her. We think it's going to be yep. Ray Holt. Mm, and then he obviously mm. goes off pretty early. And then she is the major threat. Yep. It's pretty clever, I think. I agree, man. Yeah, it's, that's a good point. So well done. It's like, she works so well as it. I think the best part of her stuff is that point just before she dies when you have that horrific scene where they find the soldiers and it's where Sadler, old mate Willie Sadler, has pivoted. Mm. Like the 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 visit to the chemist has broken him on such a level yep. that he has joined the cult. And you yeah. just at that point I think you get a look at her and it's the first time you've seen her in a while and her hair's out mm. and she's dressed like a bit more differently. I don't think she's wearing shoes. She's like this sort of she's dressing like a god now. Yeah, yeah. Like a prophet now. And you're like, oh no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just the crazies anymore. There's a great moment there too. It's where they stab the the soldier. Yep. And there's they cut to her reaction. And it's almost like mm. my read on it was that she was horrified. And yes. I was like, oh, she's having a bit of a what have I done? What have I become? sort of thing. But then like three seconds later, she goes even bigger. She doubles yeah. down. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. She's there. really yeah. frightening. Yeah. yeah. And that so beat is so important. I th- I've, I really liked that. I thought, oh, we're going to get a reversal here. And like we did technically within that beat. But then, yeah, to then her, for her, of course she can't she can't doubt her gods. She can't doubt mm. her place. So, no, yeah, the no- logical thing is that she's going to double down next, which oh, yeah. is so much more terrifying. Like, oh, there is zero coming back from this now. Yeah. yeah. And just, just immediately after that, they've killed that. They've, they've set the soldier out there. Mm. And then she says they won't come tonight. And they oh, don't. I yeah. hate that. And just because it's calmness good, on I her face. It. Yeah. yeah, it's just like she's like, oh, she's right. She's and you know that if nothing turns up tonight by the morning, more of them will have converted to her. Yeah, like she's a time bomb. Mm. And it's it's an interesting sort of plot device too, because obviously the first time Thomas Jane Drayton is that his name? Yeah, Drayton. I think. Yep. The first time he brings up the the idea of leaving, I've got a car. I could take five or six people. Mm. We should get out of here. It's like, that's such a dumb idea. Like, everyone who has left this shop has died. Why would you go out in the mist? Mm-hmm. And so he, he suggests it and they kind of go, oh, we'll see what happens, whatever, and they move on. But then by the time that rolls around, it's like, you now basically have a choice of stay and there's a huge chance you die or leave. And right now, leave, you don't know what you're going to face, so leave is a better option. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's still a huge chance you'll die, but it seems less certain than staying. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. It just makes that plot beat palatable when early on it's like when if you're looking at it the, the the option to leave that supermarket is so fucking stupid why would you ever do it yeah but they they make it like well it's this or this mm. and so it's time to go yeah. yeah i did have one issue early on where everyone agreed to stay at the supermarket very quickly it was like the mist rolled in that one guy came running in with a bit of blood on him and said there's something in the mist we can't go out there and everyone's like okay they do watch that guy go to his car and then scream and disappear that's true and he screams we don't know what happens to him like i still think there's enough doubt there that everyone's like very it just felt a little inconsistent i think if they'd had a little an extra beat of one i would have actually liked if the mist encroached slower like i realize there's a terror to it coming on so fast and you not being able to do anything but if if they knew it was a threat and they kind of have it to outrun it a little bit at the start, I think that would have been nice and had a few extra beats where we were seeing a little bit of people getting knocked off so that by the time they arrived at the supermarket, it was like, yeah, well, we can't 
if we're safe here, this is where we're staying. Yeah, it would be cool to kind of have them boxed in slowly. Yeah. So pushed yeah. back into the supermarket. Mm. That, would, that would actually be nice, yeah. But then you see, but then you lose the great bit, which gets the payoff, yes. in my yeah. opinion. I don't. I know you both disagree, but the payoff, in my opinion, where one of them's like, that woman's like, well, I've got to go home to my mm. kids and- she, who gives the most powerful 90-second performance in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where she's doing the thing where she's like, she's eight and she forgets that she's supposed to be looking after him. And like just that like panic mm. terror. And then when she's like, is anyone going to come with me? Because they've already made the logic leap, you get that nice beat where she realizes she's by herself and she's like, fuck all yeah. of you. You pieces of shit. You're all cowards. And maybe that's it. Maybe the reason they all stay is because they are kind of cowardly in some way mm. or another. And so they're more prone to, I don't know, uh, a powerful force like Marshall Gay Harden uh, fucking converting them to hardcore Christianity. So <laughs> they're susceptible to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right. All right. Well, uh, where are we scared? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pretty big yes. That scene in the chemist oh, is fuck yes, fucked Tom. off its head. Fuck yes. That is the definition of horrific. That scene. There was one moment in particular of it. You had the the MP. Is it the army guy? Yeah. Yeah. Up on the wall, and obviously it's already been pretty bad. We can see that he's strung up on the wall. He's not in good shape. But the point where he falls off the wall and his back explodes with tiny baby spiders is one of the grosser things I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's it's awful. Even even the first couple coming out of his cheek yeah. while he's screaming alive, and you're like, "This is bad. Yeah, this is so bad." Yes, yeah. And like the the first uh, the first sort of interaction with the monster when we see the tentacle come through the door, I was like, "To be honest, the design of that is really good. It feels like the CG." Isn't to scratch because this is what two thousand seven. Yeah. So it's like, oh, by today's standards, you can kind of see, you know, the working a bit. But the design was actually brilliant. I thought, like, the a tentacle in itself isn't scary. The way that one opened up, had all these hooks and spikes, and was doing terrible things. Yeah, that was really great. And so I was like, oh, it's a shame that the CG isn't better. It would be more scary. And then that scene happened in the pharmacy with the spiders, and I'm like, nope, I take it all back. That was the fucking worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole thing is just. 
torturously awful. Yeah. Because you know, like, you know, they walk out. You're like, they're going to run into something. Mm. So far, you've seen those bee things, the pterodactyl and whatever belongs to the tentacles. And Mm. you're like, well, at this point, what 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 else could it be? And then the minute I remember, like this is the second time I've seen it. Right. Um, oh, brave! The first time I watched it was probably not long after it had come out. Um, oh, even braver! Yeah. yeah, it was like at a movie night at a friend's place, watching like five or six movies, and this mm. was one of them. Um, and one of the people there guessed the ending. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, sick bastard! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the minute when, you see those- sorry, Tom, when did they guess? At what point of the movie did they guess? Oh, it? like. So fucking early. And oh, did wow. you all go, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, bet you, bet you everyone dies or everyone dies but he lives or like and then and then we as we were sort of boiling it down, they got into like specifics. And when mm. it when it happened, we all turned to them like, you fucking know the ending. And they were just shocked. And they are not that good of an actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, so uh, the the sort of spiders spider webs, mm. the minute I in the first time seeing it, the minute I saw them, I was like, Oh, you can't. Yeah. Yep. They haven't been in there long enough for just natural occurring spiderwebs to be in here. <laughs> Little <laughs> tiny spiders. <laughs> it is a terrifying, terrifying sequence. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Honestly, I, I cannot, the the old woman in that scene. I can't remember the character's name, but she saves it because she's so feisty. She's my hero. I fucking loved her. She's my hero too, man. Like she's the antithesis to these awful spiders. Is a feisty old yep. woman. She's my fire her. queen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then also the, the last th- sort of comment I was hoping to make on the monsters was the um, when they're driving and we see the big proper Lovecraftian version of the tentacle monster, yep. which apparently was almost not going to be in it. That sort of was a later addition. And I thought to me that was when uh, that got me because I was like, one is the, the clear connection to Lovecraft, which I find so spooky. But I don't know, the, the alien, like all the other things we had seen thus far, you could relate, obviously, to a, an animal from our world, and so therefore, it even though it's gross and horrible, it's sort of I don't know more manageable. But that thing being so alien and huge and weird, that was like, oh fuck! Like, yeah, I that was when I was like, oh, this whole world might be fucked. This might be the proper apocalypse because yeah. until then, you're like, oh, how is it going to end? How are they going to fix mm-hmm. this? But when I saw that monster, I was like, oh, maybe they're not going to fix this. Maybe this is the apocalypse in process. Well, that's the nice beat because they those escapees have the same reaction. They see it and the look on TJ1 to Thomas Jane's <laughs> face and uh, Amanda, the, Amanda Dunfrey, whatever her name, Dunfrey, the mm. kindergarten teacher. Yep. Her face, the look on both their faces when they see that thing is just like hope leaves. Mm. They're just like, oh, oh if, if, if that's, that is the size of a fucking skyscraper. Right. We're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a it's 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 fascinating because like you get the terror from like the little ones and it's like oh they can they like make me itchy and I want to mm. kill myself but then like the the big one is like well, what do you do yeah how do you how do you beat that it's the size of a fucking what just roll over I guess right like the terror almost leaves you and this is what I find with Lovecraft where it's so big and mean and unfathomable that. You're not even scared. You've just lost all hope. You are hopeless. Yeah. It's just a real kill me vibe. <laughs> yeah, really. Which, you know, that's how it works. Um, and then the other time I was definitely scared was when they were stabbing Soldier Boy. Yeah, it's great. And like, like we obviously talked about it already, but the the build up to that and then the payoff, you're just like, yep, that's exactly what would happen. Like, I like they did it so well that by the time it happened, it wasn't even shocking. It was just awful. Yeah. It was it was shocking and how unshocking it was because yeah they had obviously led up to it but also like 
yeah, as a species, we're fundamentally insane. That would probably happen mm-hmm. at some point. Mm. And just him being like, like the fact that the other guys kill themselves because they know what's happening. Mm. And he's like, I yeah, don't. That's brutal. I, I yeah. don't. Even even when he is like going to be killed and he knows that mm. he's fucked, he still is like, I, I have no idea what they did. Like, I grew up here. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's the point where you realize that, yeah, the, the monsters are in the supermarket. Yes. Yeah. And, like, the poor girl who gets stung by the bee thing, that's horrific. The makeup on that is sensational because it made me want to throw up. It is horrific. It is also where this movie... There are lots of points where this movie kind of falls apart. Mm. Her, like... There's some deaths in here that just feel like, okay, we needed to kill some people. We get a little bit of something with her early on. Yep. You get a bit of something her with Soldier Boy a bit later, and then she just dies. Yep. Yeah, yeah. In the same way that you get that guy and his brother, and then he just... I mean, we're going to get to that guy in a minute. Yeah. Oh, boy, because that is, did he act wisely or foolishly? Yeah, well, let's let's jump straight into that. So, did they act wisely or foolishly, Tom? Nope. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, so, sometimes. There are, moments, there are moments where you're like, really? good well, idea. Right, right. And then there are moments where you're like... Hey, son, have you ever set something on fire before? Or are you the dumbest man on earth? <laughs> Imagine him lighting your fucking birthday cake. He just sets grandma on fire by accident as well. Like, what an idiot. What What are you doing? Oh, I'm just... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Buddy, like, I get you're under... You're stressed. Yeah. You know, there's a lot going on. Right. Fuck. Yeah, I think they're very unwise to um, just... Like, the, the whole... The fact that the supermarket's designed with the windows. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't your first move to be... Let's switch off all the lights. Mm. Turn off all the lights. And if you, I don't know, if you get newspaper and like block out the windows or just don't stand anywhere near the windows. Right. The supermarket's big enough that you could have like moved people to the, you know, the break room and areas mm. out the back. Like get away from any kind of activity at the window. That just was crazy to me. They, they stacked, what do they stack? Like dog food yeah, or something. Yeah. But only like halfway right, up. Right. Like what's the point of yeah. it? You've got these things out there yeah. that can just crack a window. Yeah. Like, that that annoyed me. Yeah, but even when they like when they do start coming in, and it's like, quick, turn off the lights, oh, and old fuck. Billy Sadler runs along and just turns on all yeah. the fucking lights. Yeah, because they have bad communication. Yeah, yeah. fucking idiots. And there's even just like after the tentacle attack early, mm. just bring people out. Yeah, and show them. Yes, don't try and poorly explain what happened. Like, and also like even just him. I get that he wants to take his bloodied clothes off to not, you know upset his son mm. but it's like man that helps you explain to people right. something fucked just happened yes like, yeah i agree uh, yeah, that was infuriating like you've got a severed tentacle back there everybody everybody in the supermarket come and have a look at this freakish thing because this affects you all like it may yeah, yeah. I, I get that it melts away yeah but a lot of people come out and look at it why doesn't andre uh Bro, go out and look at it. Because he's such a stubborn dickhead character. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm not coming out there. You guys are playing a prank on me. And it's like, what do you mean we're playing yeah, a prank yeah. on you? He is the dumbest man in the yeah, world. He's very dumb. Yeah. They they also, their relationship is already weird mm. because they they hint, or they pretty much it's flat out expressed that they had a lawsuit, him and um, Tommy Jane. Yeah. And I don't know, they just get on, they actually get on too well at the start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He drives him into town. Uh, Tommy Jane's like, can you hold my son's hand and take him into the supermarket? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, and then he just does this flip where he's like, oh, I see. All that nice behavior earlier, you were just trying to get one over me. And yeah. it's like, can you not see that there's blood and like, fuck. I just right. And like, they're that. already, they've already locked themselves in the, in the supermarket. Like, yeah. what, do you think the mist is part of the prank? Like, how how yeah. do you possibly think this is all a big prank to yeah. to trick yeah. the outsider, the fucking weekend? Uh, yeah. oh, let's have a good laugh at his expense. 
What? It's the point where Ollie says, why would we do this? Why would we make this up? Yeah. And then a whole bunch of them go out and come back and, and the, the manager's like, it's real. Mm. And at that point, he's still like, nah, we've got to leave. Yeah. Like he's he's doing his own little renegade group of people who are going to leave, who all die off screen, I yeah. assume. Yeah. And that, that manager sort of had Ray Holt's back a little bit. Mm. He was like supporting him. And then he went out the back and came back out and was like, oh, no, it's real. I actually liked the fact that the thing kind of like melted away and disappeared. Mm. Would have been interesting to have that happen before people go and check on it. So then there's still like this theory of, oh, they're full of shit. Yeah, that's what I thought we were going to see is it would yeah. Yeah, somehow disappear. Yeah, I'm glad that someone saw it because otherwise I think it might have pissed me off too much. <laughs> it would have been like, a little bit annoying. But yeah, yeah it's kind of yeah. like they just needed to bring more people out to see it. I, yeah. I just don't know. Also, just harking back to a story issue, there's almost no point in Tom Jane's character having a son. Right, like, right. The wife character is incredibly wasted. Yes. Like, just completely wasted. And his daughter. Does he have a daughter as well? No, he doesn't have a daughter. So. Just a wife. Think. If he had a daughter, then she's even she's the most wasted. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even know she existed. Yeah, but just him having a son kind of like... It was just there for the story when it was convenient. Right. And at other times, it was just like non-existent. He's just like not really a, mm, a proper mm. parent. But, uh, but Sean, if he didn't have a son, who would he shoot in the head? Yeah. There you go, man. We're, we're here. Yep. We're, we're there. So, <laughs> I guess, like, here's the thing that annoys me, is that on the if they acted wisely or foolishly, technically leaving was the foolish thing, and that fucking pisses me off. The whole end scene obviously made me very angry. <laughs> I was, I like, I felt robbed of so much. Like, we, we talked about this in Army of the Dead, of, like, the promise and breaking a promise, and I felt like my the promise broken to you. You've said me up to like TJ. He's acting like a hero. He's acting like a leader. Same for the old woman. They've done the right thing by leaving because if they'd stayed, the zealot would have killed his son. Like, of course he had to leave. She's dead when they leave. Yeah, she's dead. But like- But they're already whipped up in a frenzy. Yeah. I'm like, it would have only been another time until fucking Sadler was the new zealot. Yeah. They were too far gone. So for him to have to fucking shoot everybody, including his son- only for to then have like, oh, here's a funny twist. It, he didn't need to. If he just waited two minutes, he would have realized he didn't have to fucking shoot his son in the head. I was furious. What a <laughs> cunt of an ending. <laughs> it's, it's so weird because I don't hate this as much as I hate the Dawn of the Dead ending. Oh, well, now I hate you. Yeah, I think I hate this more. But, but no, because the Dawn of the Dead ending is a post credit yeah. sting. Yeah, but Tom, the Dawn of the Dead ending is attached to a film that I don't really care about yeah, by a director yes. I don't really like. Whereas this has an excellent premise and a lot of it's really cool and then just shits itself with an ending. But but here's the thing. If you're working on the hypothesis that maybe Old Maid is right, Zealots are right. That would only make me angrier. I'm sorry, Tom, I've got to catch you off. That would honestly, like, if that is the point of this movie, then again, this is where the promise has been broken because the whole way through, even just us, even just setting up TJ... As the protagonist is saying, well, here's the one who's right. Here's the one we're going to follow. Like, oh, I hate it so much. I mean, like, part of it is because it also goes against my the core of who I am. I, I want to believe in hope. I want to have, like, obviously, horror has been is a genre that I'm becoming to like more and more. And I like it because it's not it's not without hope. It's just that the characters have to go through so much more than in other films to get the win. Yep. But they can still get the win. And if anything, the win's more powerful because of everything they've had to go through. For them to go through everything and then for him to have to shoot his son and then be like, aha, dickhead, you didn't have to do that. Yep. I don't know. I just felt very like, it just felt like a like a cheap Shyamalan 
twist or some shit. Like, I, like it was purely there to to me to be inciting, to be like, oh, this is going to inflame some people. Yep. The one thing I will say about it, though, is it doesn't give you the hope. It, it is cheeky. Mm. However, again, the other little thing that almost pays it off, I guess you could argue, is where when he's looking at the military trucks driving past and the woman who asked for his help yeah. at the start of the film is on the truck. Mm. Why does that pay it off for you, Tom? Just hang on. Let me let me finish. So everyone in the supermarket who refused to help her, who refused to do anything for her, is punished. And she's been... She's gone home and done the right thing and been and saved. Well, no, because most of the people in the supermarket are probably going to be saved. Maybe we don't we don't know what happens. We don't. To the but I've read a fact. So for the director, he actually wanted a scene where yes, we saw that woman. We also saw another truck that had everyone from the supermarket. Yeah. But he didn't. He had this idea too late in the filming to get everyone back, hmm. and so he couldn't have that scene. But that was what he was planning to have all the zeal to have all the zealots, all the ones that had murdered an innocent soldier for no real reason and kicked these people out of the store to come past as, as the winners, like to do a fucking victory lap. That just makes me hate it even more. Right? Boys, the humans are fundamentally insane. So sometimes the bad guys win. Sometimes yeah. the Empire strikes back, boys. Well, let's be honest. Tom Jane, like as soon as the credits finished on this movie, that character's killing himself. Of course he is. Like, yes. he, like that's why I hate it even more for that. Like there, there right. is no hope. There's no victory. It's fucking shit. The only victory is for that stupid fucking religious nutbag. She got what she wanted. Yeah, she got to be fucking God for a day. Yeah. And then the other thing is that, so the director, Frank Barabont, uh, Darabont, he had this ending planned from the start. So this ending doesn't technically exist in the um, novella. Yeah. It's sort of insinuated at a little bit, but it they kind of it finishes with them going into the mist. It's one of the old good Kevin, Stephen Kevin Sting. You and I just <laughs> off our heads, Dan, right? It's one of the good King stories where he doesn't tell you every single detail of how the story should end. Yeah, exactly right. But yeah, old Frankie boy decided, no, 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 let's... So there, there is a scene in the novella where he talks about, I've got four bullets and there's five of us, or three bullets and there's four yep. of us, because I think one of the characters wasn't in the, in the car. But it never actually doesn't play out. It's like, well, that's an option. We'll see if we get there. They drive off into the mist and we don't know what happens. And then Frankie boy was like, nope, that's definitely how it has to end. To the point that early on in the process, so a producer actually came to him. He had done Shawshank. He'd done Green Mile. No, he hadn't done Green Mile. He'd done Shawshank. And so a producer had come to him and offered him a crazy amount of money to make this film. But he had one caveat, which was that he wanted his ending, the ending we got. And the the producer basically said no. And so then, like, um, I think he it was like 20 years or something like that. He nursed this for. Yep. And then he went to fucking... Weinstein, mm. the old Weinstein fucks, and they said, yeah, we'll do it for you, you but we have to give up your directorial salary, which he did because he was so fixated on this ending. And the thing that really plays to me- Hang on, hang on. He gave up his pay packet. So he still got money, but not his directorial. He still got like something of what the movie made or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But not the- But other, not- Yeah. He literally gave up his pay packet. And it, it blows me away because you think of Shawshank, you think of Green Mile- like, these are movies that have so much heart and hope to them. Like, Shawshank is the epitome of hope. Yep. How ca- I can't understand how that same person who made that movie turned around and made this hopeless mess where you just, oh, oh, I'm getting angry again. Did our characters act wisely or foolishly? Did the director act wisely <laughs> or foolishly? He traded his pay packet to make a downer ending. And half the budget. So this was going to be $30 million and they wouldn't do it because of the ending. So it's $15 million. And I think it shows this isn't, this lacks like the, classic polish of Shawshank. Mm. Like this is more like handheld sort of sort of gritty 
sort of filmmaking. And yeah. I think the story suffers because mm. of it a little bit, though. It feels a bit like a TV show. Yeah. Mm. It's got a TV sort of vibe rather than a silver screen vibe. Big TV movies. Yeah. 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 I did read that it was shot by the crew of The Shield, the TV show, during their off-season break because they had to save money because <laughs> of the budget thing. Wow. And so they, they brought in this, you know, the cinematographer and the camera guys who were used to shooting, like, really fast for a television schedule. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so it's got that sort of energy to it. Yeah, that make that actually makes a that's, lot of that's sense. Crazy. Yeah. Mm. Great show, The Shield. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. Brilliant. Check it <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to The Shield while we're there. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Michael Chiklis, <laughs> the boldest man and the baddest man on earth. Love him. Old Chickles. All right, boys. <laughs> how would we do in this scenario? Because look, I I don't know. Like, is the answer that we have to become fucking zealots? Because if that's the answer, fuck, we're done. Nah, we kill them. We kill him. Yeah, can we kill her straight away, please? Yeah, I think. I, I, yeah, we can. <laughs> I think there's a there's a moment where she accidentally gets outside somehow. <laughs> <laughs> we tell her Jesus is out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. talking to JC out the back. Uh, he wanted to see you. No, nah, we, we 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 test her faith. We're like, if you believe that God is protecting you, stand in the mist for thirty seconds. Ooh. Now. Once she's outside, we lock the doors. I'm like, okay, she's not coming back in. She is genuinely insane. Yeah. And then she would, but yeah, the laws of the movie, maybe she would be fine out there. Nah, I think we throw her Bible into the mist because I think she'd go after that. Yeah. And then we just yeah. lock the doors. Yeah. We've got to get her out of the equation early. Yeah. Yeah. Remove her. Also, we get everyone away from the windows. That's just fucking the first yep. thing we do. Turn move all the, the lights shelves, off. Yeah, move the know? shelves. Turn the lights off. Move everybody to like the, the storage room at the back or the break room. Yeah. Or get everyone to the back. Also, use a bit more of the supplies in this shop to make some weapons. Yeah, good call. There's not enough of that. Yeah. Like the old lady makes the flamethrower pretty late in the day. <laughs> right. Fucking 15 of them on the game. Yeah, it said they had the mops. They had their like burning mops. That just fucking- <laughs> yeah, that was, that's so dumb. And it goes oh. really badly. Because of course yeah. it does. Like if you have a wet mop... It drips everywhere. So if that yeah. dripping is burning kerosene, that's going to go everywhere. Like the logic yeah. is insane, man. Mm. Uh, but you're right. Like we even saw they always had the loading bay or whatever it was out the back. Why don't you go there? And then, yeah, for the shelving, push the shelving up against the window. Like make a makeshift wall immediately. Yeah, I guess the loading bay is like the first time you see a bit of a creature thing, though, because mm. it's pushing against the door. Oh, but can we, before we get any further, and this is going back a little bit, mm. there are so many solutions to so many problems if Thomas Jane knew how to fucking articulate. <laughs> when he comes back from the loading dock and he's trying to tell them that he heard something pushing up against the door, right. like, he does the worst job at fucking explaining what is out there. And I tell you what, <laughs> William Sadler tells him this later and he's like, sorry, man, but, you know, you didn't really tell us what was out there. Yeah. And I'm like, you're absolutely fucking right. He didn't. He was like, oh, I heard a noise. There was a noise, a noise, and and the as in the in the noise. It's like, just say I was in the loading dock. Mm. Something was banging aggressively against the door and bent it. Yes. Right. So there was something big outside in the mist. Right. It lines up with all the things we've heard. I don't know what it is. Mm. But there's something out there because I heard and saw it. Now, all right, then you go and have a look and maybe they still don't believe him, but mm. fuck. Yeah. He at least does a better crack than I heard a bit of a noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His character in this film is a talented artist. You would think he would have like a visual sort of brain and be able to like describe something visually yeah, to yeah. people. Draw him a fucking picture, Chief. <laughs> it's also wild to me that that never comes back in, that he's an artist. For some reason, that felt like... A pertinent detail early on. And then, no, now he's just a leader of men somehow. I think they just wanted, like, a cool thing at the start, whereas, like, a bunch right. of Easter eggs. It's like, oh, look, he's painted the cover for the, the poster for The Thing and a few other, like, maybe Stephen King things. Yeah. They're all st- he's, he's basically um, Dan, uh, what's his name? Or is it Drew? 
cars. Might be Drew. Drew, Drew. That's it. The the famous poster artist. Yeah. Yeah. I think is the entire point of him. Um, yeah, and that that Dark Tower movie poster. People mm. were like, oh, they're making a Dark Tower. Well, no, they're not because everyone died in the mist. Mm. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> No, I think we're good. I think if we can remove her, our yeah. natural inclination to cowardice, oh, yeah. stay inside, yes. would see us survive long enough for the military to get there. And when Thomas Jane's like, I'm going to take my kid and we're going to try to leave, we're like, okay, buddy. And then I'm like, boys, he's going to kill his kid and the soldiers will come and get <laughs> yeah. us. I'll be like, oh, surely they wouldn't do that, Tom. That yeah. that feels a bit unearned. <laughs> yeah, outside of the, the really weak window situation, we're in a pretty good yeah. spot because we've got like just mm. ample food. And supply. Yeah. Like, if we can just yeah. keep everybody calm and keep everybody quiet and away from the windows. And not yeah. lighting each other on fire, yeah. then we'll be fine. Or yeah. do we go full, like, crazy with power, but not in a religious way, and we become, like, <laughs> dictators? And it's like, if you break the rules, you go out in the mist. <laughs> we start committing, like, fucking war crimes. That's something they could have done more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like walking the plank is yeah. walking the mist. Yeah. We become, like, right. supermarket... Cult, you know, like a full fucking Lord of the Flies. And he, like, I can even see our logic for it because if we've got religious zeal and we're like, we got to do something about her, we're going to do what every totalitarian ruler does, which is like, for their own good, I'm going to have to just enslave them all. That's, there's no other choice. <laughs> we, we basically get to a point where we, we just think for the greater good. <laughs> yep. oh, so basically, we're the villains from uh, Hot Fuzz. We're the, we're the NWA. Yeah. <laughs> the greater good. Greater good. The greater good. <laughs> well, on that note, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners would like to contact us, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I'm an awkward trade. Stay scared, everyone. Old chickles. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.